Mr. Kagan, please calm down. It's okay. You're in the recovery room. You're fine. His muscles shook and his head spun as his gaze crashed around the room, not settling on any one thing. Too many lights. Too many windows. Too much white and blue. Too many faces. Worried ones. Blank ones. Tear-streaked ones. Then her. Just her. Violin girl. His violin girl. Margot. She stepped forward from where she stood on the side with the ridiculously large dude in scrubs. She touched the guy's arm and he shot her a harried look. Long, elegant fingers swiped down his almond skin and he backed up. Hush. Her fingers feathered over Simon's brow and down his cheek. The tiny, callous tips were as soothing as silk. There you are. We've been waiting for you to wake up. He struggled to sit up, but she rested her hand on his chest and he stilled. Her huge, dark eyes were trained on him. Nothing but him. Breathing underwater seemed a hell of a lot easier than coming out of anesthesia. The fact that it felt more like he'd swallowed gasoline than spit may have had something to do with that. Surely he had to be pre-surgery. This couldn't be what fixed felt like. She tucked a hank of hair behind his ear and ran the backs of her fingers along his jaw. The doctor will be in soon. He mimed writing and she reached for the small marker board on his bedside. Am I fixed? Her fingertip brushed over his lower lip. The doctor will explain it better, but essentially you had a cyst on your vocal cords. He stiffened. They were able to get it without doing more damage. More damage? So that meant there was already some. He sagged against the mattress and looked away from her. His gaze tripped over Jazz. Her huge blue eyes swimming. Deacon with his forced smile. And finally Gray. The bottom half of his face lost in the wild of Jazz's hair. As he stood behind her. He didn't give anything away. Like a heat-seeking missile, he narrowed his focus on Nick Crandall. Nick was his barometer. Nick's no-bullshit meter was stuck on high at all times. He was sitting on a chair hunched over with his elbows on his knees, and his hands clenched in front of his mouth and nose. His eyes were in shadow, his hair disheveled from countless swipes of his fingers and hands. Simon couldn't read his best friend. But Nick's blank face spoke volumes. No further damage. But there was damage. Damage he'd brought on himself. He remembered falling. Remembered all the blood flooding his tongue and throat. Remembered drowning in the sounds of the crowd and the bright red splashed across the stage. The one girl's screams. Why did he remember that one girl? Mr. Kagan, welcome back. I'm Dr. Connor. Simon couldn't even dredge up a winning smile from that little pocket that always remained inside of him. No matter how pissed off or tired he was, he kept that pocket alive for fans. They didn't want to know he was having a shitty day. Today had gone so far beyond shitty that he should probably sew up that fucking pocket. It would be empty for the foreseeable future. The Doc, a redhead that made even blue scrubs look good, 
pulled over a chair to sit by him. Guess that meant it was heart-to-heart chat time. So she could tell him definitely that he couldn't sing again. Fucking wonderful. Margot's fingers curled over his hand and held on. He tightened around hers and a little bit of calm seemed to flow in from her touch. If he dragged her on top of him, could he find the rest of it?